you know, it's, it's one thing to just buy a car and sit it in the driveway. But if you learn to drive and, and spend some money on driving lessons and then you pay the maintenance and upkeep and insurances and everything to keep them running, that car will take you on adventures. But if you just buy it and stick it in the driveway, it's never going to work. Right? And that's a good, uh, a good rule of thumb for any of the tools that you put in your business. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined as always on Thursday by my co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? I'm doing great, Sam. And considering we had a massive windstorm last night and my neighbor's dog turned up at 2 a.m. <laughs> scratching on the door and demanding entry. Oh, poor doggo. It's been awful weather uh, down the East Coast. Not that you're actually on the coast, but it's pretty crazy oh, here, I can tell you. It's coming a fair way inland, but it's not like you can suddenly take your neighbour's dog back at that time of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do with doggo? Did you let her in? Well, let, let, him, let him in. Of course, then he's got a really excited and my dog's got excited that he has visitors. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, it's time to play. <laughs> and of course, then they would like they, they, you know, they were running around and barking, and you know, every time there was a noise outside, which there was a lot last night because of the wind. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I know, right? But uh, look, it's what it is. <laughs> oh wow! I'm gl- I'm glad. And Doggo's back home now. Yeah, is now is now. Actually, we've had a really interesting week. My um, my son, and I want to share this story because there's, I think, there's a good lesson in this as well. Um, my son went out with some mates to uh, a place called Kingpin in Canberra the other day, right? It's a bowling alley. And he came back with literally a backpack full of, uh, of, full of lollies, like Mentos and, and uh, Redskins and, and all sorts of stuff. So before we go any further, how did mm. he acquire a whole backpack well, Like I'm not quite sure. Sweets. I didn't actually ask that question. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, right. We don't go there. <laughs> yeah, but I have been wondering where he's getting all this money. I'm now I'm starting to get a bit of an insight into to where um, a young entrepreneur finds opportunity. Anyway, so I had this backpack full of full of lollies that he'd acquired, and he'd taken his Instagram account, which doesn't have a huge following on at the moment. We're having a we're having a race to our first thousand Instagram followers. Uh-huh. Uh, he is he is beating me significantly on eight hundred and seventy odd followers, 830 followers, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't put a lot of attention into my Instagram account yet much lately, which is something my team is about to <laughs> Which to could focus. be why it's not growing, just, uh, just a heads up there. <laughs> That's right. My team is going to put some focus into it. But anyway, so he's got 830-odd followers on Instagram, and he's taken these lollies, and he said, I've got some lollies. I'm selling them at school. If you want some, you know, just let me know. And he started taking orders for these. Now, I actually think he's overpriced himself, but he's selling a single wrapped Mento. Is it a Mento or Mentos? Mentos. Mentos. I don't know what's yep. a single one. <laughs> oh well, maybe it is a Mento. I don't know. Let's just go with a Mento, a singular Mento. Singular Mento for fifty cents and a Redskin for a dollar twenty. This, I just, how is he getting those prices? Seriously, <laughs> don't know. Like I remember when I was at school at his age, and you paid five cents for a Redskin, not a dollar twenty. But hey, I'm just 50 cents for one single Mentos. To me, is just so ridiculous. 
Like what else is what else is with that Mentos that we don't know about? I know, right? What else is in the Oh my goodness. I don't But anyway, he started taking orders and he's taking them to school and he's coming coming home from school with all this extra cash. Which is which is really uh, interesting. But I think the bigger the lesson here is that, you know, if a fourteen year old boy can can do this and go, okay, look, I've got some lollies. I know I've got an audience of people who want it who possibly can't get it because their parents don't let them, um, and creating this demand for it. Well, there's demand there. He's just meeting the, de- meeting the demand with the supply that he's got. Um, and I think as, as adults, we sometimes just miss that little connection, don't we? Absolutely, because I never would have thought of selling a single Mentos for 50 cents. <laughs> Good on him. Good on him, I say. There's opportunity everywhere. Yeah, we've just got, we just got to keep our eyes open for it. And if you hear in your day-to-day that that um, that someone wants something, find a way to give it to them. Absolutely. And if you find out what he's selling with that Mentos, let me know, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, today we're going to talk about or Tim and I are going to share what we're experimenting with in our business or the new additions that we have in our business at the moment because there's a few little new tech tools that we're using, some things that aren't techie and we thought we'd share them with you and why we've chosen them, why we're using them and uh, a little bit about the process of taking on new tools. Absolutely. Let's start Let's start super low tech because I know you've just set up your new office mm-hmm. um, at your place and I know you've got a boom arm, mm-hmm. which you can get from Amazon if you want to look for them. Uh, for mm-hmm. your microphone for your podcast. Okay, now that puts the microphone right in your mouth where you want it to with your ATR. I use an Audio Technica ATR2100. ATR2100, okay. Now I've gone even super, I've gone even lower tech than that. I have my Yeti Blue, which I picked up at, at um, oh God, what's that place called? JD. Uh, yeah. I didn't do too bad then to guess what you were thinking. I've got literally, I don't have a boom arm, which is something I actually want to get uh, at some point. But I have gone even more high tech. I have my microphone sitting on top of a mouse pad just to take any little shuddering out of the table. Uh, mm. And then on, literally on top of a, 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 a salsa jar full of nails. to get it up to the right height absolutely for anyone that's been a long time listener to the show they will remember the noise that used to come out of tim's microphone it drove me mental and one day i just went oh my goodness seriously have you got a mouse pad somewhere (laughs) to put under that microphone it is driving me mental (laughs) so Um, it's all about the opportunities yeah it has actually improved the sound quality quite a lot um, lot lot less bangs and stuff coming through, but it doesn't. Again, the the stuff we're using doesn't have to be high tech. It just has to be effective, doesn't it? Absolutely. I'm I'm going to say that I the the blue Yeti microphone is something that I don't recommend just because it does pick up so much noise peripheral noise. It's not a microphone that I would. Uh, personally recommend, and my clients know that I don't recommend that one, but mm. it's better than nothing. The ATR is, is surprisingly good for a very cheap uh, microphone, isn't it? You don't need absolutely. Don't need They're actually dollars. really tricky to get at the minute. Uh, just with COVID, um, along with you know webcams and the like, the ATR twenty one hundred is really hard to get your hands on. Mm. Uh, but they are around. 
that there are a few around and they are around the $130 mark, I think. So, yeah, not expensive and I think it has a great sound. Yeah, yeah, certainly if you're going to be – I mean, I probably wouldn't buy the Yeti Blue again myself either because it does pick up a lot of stuff. And I did notice once when I I've, – I, it has a little um, headphone jack in it as well and uh, I, I used to be able to hear through the headphones anyway – um, people sweeping outside. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is I, I have often often said, you know, if there's a sparrow farting in the distance, it will pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there we go. So that's the first one. Um, what else are you using at the moment, Sam? You got some new stuff. Well, let's talk about how we're recording this because we're just recently we've been having some trouble with Zoom dropping out, not giving us great audio quality, uh, and the our audio team has been really struggling to edit our episodes because you know they're trying to get the audio quality up from something that's not a great recording so for the past few weeks we've been experimenting with a tool called Zencaster which I will link up in the show notes it's a free I don't know is it software is it an app what's the difference I don't even know the difference between software and an app yeah it's a bit of software that allows you to record Stuff. Difference between Zoom, obviously, no no video, so we can't see each other at the moment. Which is a little odd because you because we normally get visual cues from each other. Mm. So that's been a little strange, although they, they have taken or started taking a list of people who would like to beta test their new upcoming video. I hope it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think, again, you've got to find the right tool for the right job. So... You know, Sam, because we've done so many podcasts together now, we can sort of get a, a sense of when we're going to not talk or talk and, mm-hmm. and sort of throw to each other. Um, if you're doing a lot a podcast where you're interviewing a lot of guests, I'd certainly try to get that visual cue as well. But Absolutely. one of the things that is really good about Zencaster is that it actually records it uh, and then downloads separate tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have an interruption of your internet service, <laughs> like when it rains or the kids are on it, um, it can sort of get a more uh, contiguous recording. Absolutely. There is another tool that's similar to Zencaster called Squadcast, uh, which you can use video with, but it's a, it's a paid service. I can't remember how much it is, but I thought um, I'm pretty happy with the sound that's coming out of Zencaster. So I'm going to stick with this and hopefully the video will come soon. Awesome. Now you have just changed your project management tool. Tim. Oh what my God. Well, I, spent, I spent uh, last week um, three, three and a half hours every day um, working with my team, literally pulling apart my entire business. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that I had been wanting to do for a while, everything from how we attract, nurture, convert, keep and, and um, manage our workload with clients. And one of the tools that we came across um, during our investigation of how we wanted to manage our internal workflow was a product called ClickUp, uh, which is really interesting. Now, ClickUp is a, a, a relatively new tool that is a bit of a cross between Asana and Trello and what's that uh, What's that chat app that we escapes me at the moment, Sam? Like Voxer or Slack or? Slack, that's the one. A bit of a yep. cross between Voxer, Slack, Asana and Trello. So really interesting sort of, sort of thing and, and um, has this very cool little uh, dashboard kind of feature that I'm hoping will actually be able to serve as a, 
as a central repository for sort of client information and communication. Mm. I know that the people in my mastermind have been absolutely raving about ClickUp. I've just changed project management tools myself, so I'm certainly not going to go down that path. But if you are in the market for something new, I would recommend taking a look at it because there are, like I said, guys in my mastermind are raving about it. Yeah, it's got some really interesting views in it that you can sort of do either a a board style view, very much like Trello, or you can go, or you can flip that and see a task view. You can even go down to see, um, you know, either workflows or calendars or, you know, how much time that your projects are allocating to individual staff, which is a really interesting sort of um, way of allocating stuff. Now, Word of warning, there is a little bit of a, a steep learning curve in working out how you want to present your information, um, but there's lots of good videos out there and there's certainly lots of uh, fabulous ClickUp consultants out there that can help you um, get set up in the right way. Yeah, there's a ton of videos on um, YouTube for ClickUp as well. Absolutely. Now, you've got some other ones, Sam, what are you using at the yeah, moment? Yeah, so we've just started using a tool called Freshdesk which is a tool that allocates a, a ticket number. So when we get an email, it comes through this um, central dashboard and allocates a ticket number. I've got to say, I don't think their customer service is fantastic. I've been tearing my hair out a lot and I know a friend that uses it and I sort of said to him, oh my goodness, um, should I keep trying to use this or should I change because I knew that he was using it and I wasn't sure if he was using it just because, and you'd probably know this, Tim, sometimes the pain of changing a product or a program or a, a piece of software is worse than actually sort of fighting it. Um, yeah. And he said he said that he really liked it. So, so I have persevered with it. Uh, I have lost a lot of hair, <laughs> but now we've got it up and running. It's really great. I love having all of our emails coming through to one central place and my uh, and my team being able to send it to the right person and for us to be able to follow that workflow without doubling up. Yeah. Really, really good system. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few out there that if you are doing a sort of ticket job management sort of thing and I so Sam, with the changes you've made in your business lately around, you know, uh, doing more done for you work for your clients, and, you know, having a ticketing or job management tool is a pretty important um, important piece of software that you need in your in your business. Absolutely. So certainly not something that everyone would need, but if anyone is looking at some sort of customer service or ticketing system, now that I have Freshdesk working, I'm actually pretty happy with it. <laughs> Just took me a bit to get there, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, look, I think we've got to – anytime we, we buy these tools, I, the analogy that I've been using lately is it's a bit like buying a car. Mm. You know, it's, it's one thing to just buy a car and sit it in the driveway. But if you learn to drive and, and spend some money on driving lessons – uh, and then you pay the maintenance and upkeep and insurances and everything to keep them running, You that car will take you on adventures. Mm. But if you just buy it and stick it in the driveway, it's never going to work. Mm. Absolutely. Right. And that's a good, uh, a good rule of thumb for any of the tools that you put in your business. Absolutely. I see that the most, and I know that you're going to agree with this, Tim, being the automation expert, but I see this the most with CRMs or like email management oh, all software. All the time, Sam. People that think that they buy a CRM and all of a sudden they're going to have leads flowing into it. 
Like I'm not quite sure how they think that's going to happen, but I find that a huge sticking point. Yeah. Well, it is. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, CRM is fantastic for organising and managing and data and, and creating a huge amount of time savings if you invest in creating those opportunities for you. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Now, now. another one I'm using. <laughs> Um, I'm using a product called GoodNotes. Now, I didn't find it. I have to sort of give a shout-out to my wife for using this one. Um, but GoodNotes is a really interesting uh, app for your tablet. I don't know if it's on Samsung or, or Android devices, but certainly is for it's on my iPad. Um, mm-hmm. And it allows me to do a whole bunch of stuff, draw pictures, copy notes, highlight, um, all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, so is it similar to Evernote or or it's different to Evernote? Uh, I haven't used Evernote, to be honest. <laughs> so okay. I do have so you can't Evernote. answer that one. <laughs> I do have Evernote in my phone but never really got into it for any reason. But um, I find um, a lot of the time, uh, and I guess this is really useful if you're trying to illustrate complex things. Mm-hmm. All right, so for me, when I'm doing automations, I'll use it to sort of map out and model out um, what it is that we, we're trying to implement and, okay. and to illustrate those sorts of things rather than getting into the tool, which which can take a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And and so I find to be able to sort of draw out, you know, concepts or automations onto the iPad, you know, into something like GoodNotes, really, really effective. Now, it can also import PDFs and be able to scribble over documents as well, which is which is pretty useful, but allows you to sort of draw on on notes basically, and then upload to wherever you want to upload them to. So you would could you share that screen and if someone's on a sales call with you and you're trying to take them through your methodology or through some sort of strategy, you would be able to draw that out and have them follow along? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's probably one of the main uses I have for it, or two uses, obviously one in sales calls. And I'll have a couple of templates that sort of talks about, you know, my sales discovery process and then how we work with clients, and that's easy to say, okay, you know, here, this is what we do, this is the process we take you through, and then I'll save that to a, to a client file so that my team can now see part of that discovery, uh, initial discovery, and mm-hmm. then when I'm actually kind of doing some work with a client, we might be drawing out and or illustrating particular campaigns or stuff that they need, and we'll do the same thing on there, and again, that can be uploaded into my client sort of repository um, for the team to see where the conversation's up to. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Now you you use well, something similar to that, don't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm going to change the tool. The tool I've been using, I'm not really happy with. Um, so I'm going to take a look at GoodNotes because I am ready to change that app that I'm using for that. I was using Paper by, I can't remember, WeTransfer, I think. Um, but, yeah, haven't been as happy with it just recently. Mm. But I want to share a super it's a basic tool and like you, I've got to give it a shout out to Jennifer Crawford, who is my co-host or one of my co-hosts on the Business Geeks podcast. And she was the one that mentioned the Rocketbook Fusion. I absolutely love this for a few reasons. So so essentially it's a notebook that I can use a special pen in, write, handwrite my notes and down the bottom there's a whole heap of different little circles and you set all these little circles up to be in different places so it could be you set it up so that it emails to someone or it could be uploaded straight to Google Drive straight to Dropbox so I've got mine set up so that um, all of my coaching notes 
all I do is I have an app on my phone. After I've finished writing the notes, I scan the notes using the Rocketbook app and it goes straight to my client's Google folder. It's so awesome. And then to reuse the book, and this is another reason I like it, is I just have a special cloth that I wipe it all out with and it just I can keep using this book over and over and over. So from an environment standpoint, I love it. And from an ease of use standpoint, I absolutely love it. Really good for coaching notes and really great for sales calls because I I like to take my notes by hand and uh, then I can just upload it and uh, move that file to wherever it needs to be. So you have the advantage that you can actually read your handwriting afterwards, Sam. Uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I can read my handwriting. It's a bit messy. I'll grant you that. It's not the best. Sorry, my uh, my high like school it. teachers wouldn't like it, but um, I, I, I don't know. Like a, I, sounds like a fancy etch a sketch. It it seriously it just looks like an old school notebook. I love it. I love That's it. Very cool. That's very yeah. cool. I think there are lots of tools out there like these that you can sort of grab and and use effectively. Again, if you if you use them. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. My rocket book goes with me everywhere because I really, really much prefer to um, do things analog. I prefer to write. I prefer to draw rather than taking notes in a computer. Um, I, I don't really remember if I'm taking notes in a computer or, you know, typing them out. I don't tend to rem- be able to recall them as easily as if I've, you know, handwritten notes. Mm. Now, um, one that a lot of people won't have. Um, that I think is, um, to be honest, I reckon is, is, is hugely essential these days because um, so many of us are working off laptops. Get a second screen. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I've recently, uh, probably about sort of six months this this year, um, I've actually had a second screen attached and it was just an old monitor. It's an old Dell monitor. and I can't even tell you where I got it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. I just acquired from somewhere. And I went and got all the attachments to, to hook it up. But I am finding the additional productivity I'm having from that second screen is incredible. Give us some examples of how you're using the second screen, Tim. So on my main one, um, you know, I'll have my Zoom, I'll have the camera, uh, and so I don't have, you know, I guess my workspace where I'm working because I don't want to sort of turn my head to the side the whole time without cracking my neck too much. But what I'll have on my second screen is I'll have my CRM and my workflow management tool, right? So in this case, I've literally got Infusionsoft and ClickUp open mm-hmm. on my second screen. Two separate windows side by side, and I can see exactly what's going on in my business at a glance. I know That's what awesome. I need to do, what the tasks are, what the team conversation is going on, right, at a glance. Not having to sort of switch between tabs or miss it. Mm-hmm. I, I know exactly what's going on in the business straight away. Another really great use of two screens is if you're running a webinar, you've got one screen that's got uh, where you're playing your slide deck and another screen where you've got, you can see your your, um, presenter notes. I much prefer two screens for running a webinar. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the other one I've got, which is um, I actually picked up uh, late last year, but it is getting so much use. is a, I actually picked up this up from the Apple Store. This is called a, I think it's a Mophi, M-O-P-H-I-E. Right. So it's, a, it's just a battery pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we've all seen battery packs. Everyone's got one of these laying around. Um, this one is 
pretty cool, uh, particularly for Apple users, in that it's got a USB-C charger mm-hmm. as well as a USB. Okay. Uh, so I can charge my iPhone off this and my laptop. Um, but a lot of battery packs you can't sh- – you can charge your phone, but you can't charge your laptop on them. Yeah. Okay. Now, this wasn't cheap. This was $250-odd, um, and I took this overseas with me. But it uh, it carries about three laptop chargers worth of battery. Wow, that's a lot. Um, and uh, I, I can't remember, like 12 phone chargers worth of battery in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite heavy. It's about the size of a – in fact, it's about the size of a fat iPhone really. Yep. Um, but, yeah, really cool. And if you're travelling at all, not that there's much. We, I was going to say, which we're not at the moment, but I think a lot of us are hoping that that returns to normal yeah, sometime but, um, soon. I think we often, think, we often think, okay, I can just go and find a PowerPoint somewhere and we can't mm-hmm. always do that. Yeah. Right? And some apps – will chew your laptop battery um, pretty quickly. So having something, having a battery pack that can also charge your laptop as well as your phone is a pretty useful device to, to keep in your arsenal. Absolutely. My last laptop, as it was sort of getting to the end of its life, would need to be on charge all the time to run, which, of course, I understand that the, the Mophie is not going to do that. But if you're out having a meeting somewhere, that could get you out of trouble. Yeah, nice. Well, the last thing I want to share is actually a tool that I have, but I'm got I haven't actually set it up properly yet, but I'm super excited to do this. I'm very excited to play with this, and that's a black magic switcher. Took oh. us a little Oh, you've talked us- about this one. This sounds exciting. Yeah. I am super excited. So, what this is going to enable me to do is to set up my office like a full training room. So, I can set up the cameras Uh, different cameras at different angles. So I might have one where I'm presenting. I might have a different camera pointed at my flip chart. I might have a different camera that's like, you know, a a longer view rather than a a close-up. And I can change those camera angles at a push of a button. So I can it almost do, not almost, so I can do virtual presenting and show it like I would be if I was in a training room. So haven't set it up yet, but it has arrived, and I'm super excited to get it set up. It's like it's like birthdays. Oh, absolutely! It was big, the big unboxing when it came because I think I'm I've been really excited for this to come. I ordered it months and months ago, and um, we couldn't get it from overseas because there's not that many planes flying around the world, so we couldn't actually get it here. So when it arrived, I think Leon was actually even more excited than I was. He uh, he's a bit of a tech junkie. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's going to, if if you are presenting and you've had to shift from physical workshops to virtual ones, something like that could be really cool. I'm actually going to watch that with eager anticipation, Sam, so that I can uh, use my big whiteboard for presenting as well as the iPad and screens and stuff. So Absolutely. So it'll be set up for my next virtual event. Uh, so we'll have away, to that one, is it? Content Creation Lab. It needs to be rescheduled. We had we had a bit of a hiccup, so it will be rescheduled sometime in the next month or so. Yeah, not far away still. All good, no. guys. That's uh, that's all our our hot tips for today. Obviously, we're constantly playing with new tools and and experimenting. Um, but we'd love to know what you're using in your business. What makes the difference for you? 
um, if you want to jump over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook, um, you'll find this episode and all the other ones and a bunch of really amazing people in that group. Um, we'd love to have your involvement and uh, share what tools you're using. And uh, hopefully you can all join us on another episode really soon. Like next Monday would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate you and we will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to samanthariley.global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.